welcome to the For All Mankind, the podcast. A podcast by mums for mums. My name is Pamela and in each episode I sit down and chat with a mum about motherhood, the ups and downs and everything in between. Today's guest is a stay-at-home mum with a PhD in engineering. She's a DIY enthusiast and a mum to four girls. It's Emer Hutchinson. How are you? And Alice. And Alice. I'm so delighted. (laughs) (laughs) My little Alice is at home, so it's just like having another one. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Well, I've I've calmed down now that I've got my coffee in my hand and I'm I'm all set to go now after a rather enthusiastic morning, but you're there, Gero. But that's kind of, I suppose, kind of almost symbolic of life as a mum with four kids. Yes, true. Yeah, it's funny actually, isn't it? Because there's por- like there's portions of the day that are mental. Like, you know, the morning is always kind of busy and then it gets quiet and then they come back from school and it gets really busy again. So I think that's like now it's nice and calm and relaxed. But this morning was mental. So yeah, I think that signal yeah. is totally symbolic of the day. It's like kind of peaks and, and troughs. flows. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what's it like in the morning? Are you getting, f- you're getting the three girls out the door? Uh, yes, I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, actually, I also mind another two kids as well, but they're it's easy to. They're all kind of. I think once you have three, somebody was like, "Oh, I, you know, it just once you go into the territory where you have a lot of kids, more kids don't matter. You know, you don't yeah. notice more kids. It's just general chaos. But um, I know the girls are good, and my husband is good. Like he gets the lunches ready. We kind of have a, you know, I a suppose routine. like everyone we have routine. Yeah, and yeah, of course, I don't think there's any escaping. Well, actually, I'd love to talk to a mum or a dad if there is escaping this, you know, the five to nine. Get your shoes on. There's always that chaos. Um, but other than that, no, it's quite relaxed. I suppose we're up relatively early. Yeah. Well, my husband probably disagree with that. He's up <laughs> relatively early. Um, so, you know, I feel like we have like about three hours to get ready. So, uh, no, it is generally quite calm. I try and keep calm. I'm working on that. And the school yeah. is kind of near you? Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. It's close. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that yeah. So It does, it does. Yeah, it's nice, actually. I like that because I'm not loading them into the car. It's just like, get out the door and then we go yeah. and you know once they're in the fresh air and they're kind of running and chatting amongst each other then that's like a few minutes to kind of debrief or de kind of yeah. comp- I don't know what the, you know, just, yeah exactly yeah. exactly exactly like so I like that yeah I know we try and walk um, and you know apart from mornings like this morning when you drive and then you burst open your tyre <laughs> there you go so we'll keep walking <laughs> and you're actually from Sligo yes yeah but yeah, you're living yeah. in Cork yes how did that come about so I went to college in Galway did my my PhD or sorry my engineering degree in Galway and then came out in was it 2007 I graduated yeah it was so was just starting the crash was just starting like when we finished college there was loads of people coming in they were like oh my god you can do this come work for us we'll give you this and then I swear I'd say by about July I just kind of noticed myself I was like "Mm, there's not a lot of work happening here and so by August then I decided I was like oh I need more work I you know I need to do something a bit more interesting so I went back and did my PhD and the first half of that was in Galway but the second half was in Moor Park which is in Fermoy okay because it was with Chagask Um, so they have a big research centre there so I kind of when I took it on I was like oh that's not for another year and a half we'll cross that bridge when we come to it and um, so then yeah I ended up in Cork and then my husband was also down in Chagas doing his PhD okay. so we, and he's actually from England so we kind of came ah. from two different directions and we both just ended up there actually because I came back and I, so did I, you know him like you met in Cork and Tagus. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we kind of stayed on there bits and pieces. Like I went away and then I came back and did a postdoc there and he stayed, did a bit of a postdoc. But now neither of us are working there but we still only live about four minutes away from where we actually <laughs> met. But it's a lovely part of the world now I have to say. Yeah. Never, um, it's funny when you grow up in, in Sligo, do you know, 
Cork seemed like a different world because yeah. it was like so far away. Now the roads are getting better, so it's getting closer to Sligo. <laughs> so actually, neither of you so have any connection. Ne- no, no connection to no, Cork. So no. no four kids and no real no nothing network yeah, yeah. around you. Yeah. So how no. do you find that on any given day? Well, that it's like say it's challenging. Like you yeah. know, like today's, today's like today. I'm like okay, now I have to go in like half an hour because I have to be back to like Lucy because there's literally well, like we have obviously some Your friends, friends yeah. but like the one who would normally help me out Lucy is working today you know so it is hard alright like but then is it I suppose it's some, we don't know any different yes. so it's not like we had people around to help us and then suddenly that's gone now my mum is retired as well so she comes down and helps like she's coming down this weekend and that is amazing so we kind of live for that but it's also nice because we don't you know it's a treat do you know yes. what I mean and like yeah. look I think people take it for what it is now. I always have, I say I always have my four ducklings with me. So if I have to go and do anything, I just have it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, with the four girls, like this year, I feel following you online, you've really focused on getting yourself back. Yes, so obviously yes, four girls, yes, yeah. Four births. Yeah. That's a lot on a body. Yeah. And you've and got I had back two miscarriages in the middle of it as well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's six pregnancies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So getting your body back. Um, from like a strength and conditioning kind of, yeah. you've got back running. I think you've yes. got like half of the women on Instagram <laughs> back running with you. So like, if Emer can do it with four kids, I can do it. And your core has been a big yeah. issue. Obviously, you had four sections. Yes, yes, so yes, what yes. Sparked what the first birth? So yeah. What, so what yes, happened so there? What happened there? Up? She well, number one, they were all really big babies. So they were all apart from one, were all well over ten pounds oh, at wow. the thirty-nine week, you know, point. But um. Oh, good girl, it's lovely. Lovely. But, um, so yeah, the first pregnancy, or first pregnancy was really easy, but the labour, she just literally did not want to come out. Um, so it had to be, uh, and also then there was a problem with her oxygen levels, I think it was, kept dropping. Kept and she kept dropping. kind of getting into distress a little bit. So okay. at the end of it, they kind of just said, like, I wasn't progressing at all. So they just said, look, we've met a stalemate here. We're just going to have to have a section. Yeah. And then second time round is the kind of the decider, you know, where you kind of say, okay, I'm going to go for a VBAC or a section. <laughs> But at like 36 weeks, they had, I obviously had a scan or whatever, and they said, oh, baby's like eight pounds. Actually, in reality, she's probably near nine pounds that stage. Yes. They're really big girls. Yeah, so she was, so they kind of said, look, you know, we can't really, like if we let you go over and the baby then gets close to the 11 pounds, yeah. chance of you not having it naturally are fairly slim now. And anyway, I was kind of in my mind, I sort of knew, I knew what to expect with section, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I also then, we have no support around, so I was like, oh God, who? And we were very new to Cork at that stage, like that's years ago. But I was kind of like, oh, who are we going to call in the middle of the night to yeah. come? And uh, so look, it just, all of these little things slotted in together. And yeah. You kind of forget that. Mm. With the first baby, you're just looking after yourself. yourself. Yeah, yeah. And then subsequently from that, it's like, oh mm. yeah, the whole, you know, it happening naturally, yeah. the timeline yeah. is. Long, there, like, so yeah. you don't know what you're dealing with. Be, it's weeks and weeks, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Um, yeah, it's, there's more to consider. Than there more is, planning. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then your fourth section, mm-hmm. you decided. Was it like in? Did you decide just? And you said to your doctor, or was it in conversation to? Did you get your tubes? Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tubal litigation. Yeah. yeah, But yeah, what they do is they take out a portion of it. I think okay. they used to tie, tie them, them, but I don't think that was. Foolproof. Okay. Um. So they just take out a portion of it. Yeah. 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 Look, they actually offered that on my third pregnancy. Really? One or two of them did. And then I remember thinking, God, I'm only thirty-one. I was only thirty-one then. Yeah. That's yeah. Young, yeah. Yeah. Like. And I was like, mm. no. I just, it, it was weird though because I did find that they were very cautious at the third 
sections. They were like, oh, you know, there's much higher chance of risk in the section. Um, you know, maybe you should get your tube side to the... Uh, like, now only one or two suggestions. I was like, no, no, I'm having none of that. Um, whereas the fourth time around, nobody batted an eyelid. Because I know people always ask me, oh my God, you had four sections. I thought you couldn't have four. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no, literally no. Now, I mean, I presume they would have told me if I couldn't have had another one, you know. Yeah. Uh, but like, nobody batted an eyelid. Nobody said there was any issue, problem with the fourth one yeah and then look we just decided there's like I suppose there's only so much the, I I felt like there was only so much I can do there's only so much time of the day that to give to them and like you know kids are demanding yeah. and I don't want to be, be like no wait I have to talk to this one or the, so I just thought my strength lay in four not five so but we like, just said yeah four was four enough four is like it's a good old number. Well out numbers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think no, we knew four was the limit. Yeah, regardless of like we didn't obviously didn't care whether it was a boy or a girl, despite yeah. everybody asking me when I was pregnant. But anyway, really, yeah, you hoping for the boy? I like, know. Mm-hmm, no, I really don't care. I'm yeah. hoping for a healthy baby. Exactly. And then they kind of give you a look and they be like, ah, no, ah, no, really, really? Like, no. <laughs> Actually, and I was convinced she was a boy. And if anything, it would have been probably more convenient for you to be another girl. Like oh, you're, yeah, you're well yeah, set yeah, up for yeah, another girl. Yeah, yeah. So and like I come from a family from of three girls and a boy. And uh, like, oh, like obviously my, bro- you know, we all got on very well. But yeah. I always, I remember being younger and feeling a little bit sorry for my brother because he'd be like, "Do you want to play soccer?" We'd be like, "No, no. Barbies." You know. So yeah, no, it is. It, it is. It's easy. It's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is easy with four um, girls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's no except your poor husband is. Oh, yeah, outnumbered. Yeah, outnumbered completely. <laughs> but he doesn't mind. He doesn't care at all. He doesn't care. Do you know? Um, yeah. No, it's we have great fun and the house is happily chaotic and we all love it, so it's good. And at what point did you decide that you were going to become a stay-at-home mum? I was working with Chagask and I was doing my postdoc, but a lot of the postdocs are obviously like contract work. So it was maybe three and a half years. I think it was. It was kind of an odd number. It was about three years and six months, I think. And in the middle of that contract with Chagas, I had my second baby. And I was at home with her for whatever, the six months. And then I had about 13 months. I went back in November and I knew I was finishing up my contract like a year and a bit later. So we kind of let it run for a number of, you know, for the first six months. And then I suppose when I should have technically been looking for another job, we just kind of started saying, you know, we have no support here. And it was, my husband works in the city whereas I was working locally. So, you know, if anyone was sick or needed appointments, it was me. And then I was the first one home. So I was like, I mean, we would get dinner ready the day before. But still, you know, it was on my, it was my responsibility really, you know, the dinner. So it was just... Uh, it was just exhausting obviously well, you know obviously it was nine to f- or half eight to five or whatever and it was busy but um, yeah so then look we were I suppose in a position where I could stay at home we also knew we were trying to have another baby then at that stage and just wasn't working out um, so we kind of just it all just sort of came to a point where we were like okay let's just I, well I wanted to stay at home anyway as well so I was like how about I just stay at home and he was happy with that as well I don't know maybe you're not meant to you know may, I, maybe when I had done my PhD maybe I was like you know you kind of feel like oh I should be going to look for a job I should be using yeah. this but no I knew I wanted to stay at home with them um, so yeah just that's that was that point kind of when my contract finished it was a nice is it yummy <laughs> it was kind of a nice break and it came at a good time um, so I finished in the January and then got pregnant with Lucy in the January no sorry finished in December and got pregnant with Lucy in the January so it all came together yeah, yeah so yeah, it all yeah. worked out yeah. and yeah. can you imagine yourself going back into the workplace well not really now do you know di- what or I mean? even under a different guise yeah I could imagine definitely doing something I like I suppose 
you know, engineering and research, when you go out of it for a lot of years, it's hard to go back because you'd nearly have to research all the things that you missed out, you know. Yeah. And like, I'm four years out now at this stage. And she's obviously, Alice is only, well, 18 months about. Um, so, like, I couldn't imagine going back before that she starts school, which yeah. is not for another number of years. And actually, to be honest, at that point then, like, it's actually, it's a weird, 10 years. yeah, and it's a weird thing then as well, because I find that's when it actually probably gets more hassle for us, because then you've got like, oh, you'd be saying to someone, okay, come in after school, mind them, but this one has to go here, and this one has to go mm-hmm. here, and this one has to go here. Oh, I'll get the neighbour to collect this. Oh, and that it's busy, like, do yeah. you know? Um, so I don't know. Like, I mean, I like what I'm doing in the social media stuff. Maybe I might do something with that, because I've, I feel like, I've always been creative and I always wanted to be an architect actually when I was in really? school because I was really creative and then I remember going to you know the open days and they were like oh well, are you more creative you're more logical and I was like oh actually no I'm quite logical and I actually loved engineering but I suppose the area I went into yeah the research element was the creative element of it but I like what I'm doing now so we'll see I've yeah I, I enjoy I can't see myself being the focus of the blog I'd prefer to move it into a different area but yeah I'm still in that kind of fog where I don't know what that area is just yet. And if someone was thinking about becoming a stay-at-home mum, mm. what advice would you give them? Like, where where do you, like, do you think, do you look at your finances first going, is this something we can afford? Or do yeah. you look at, like, inward first and go, is this what I want? Like, do I want to yeah. sit at home? Like, do, yeah. Or I think they all, go hand in hand, yeah, those two. In. Yeah, yeah. Like, you... I suppose, and as well, I suppose, look, you can overthink these things. I'm a really impulsive person, you know, like I go with my gut and I'm like, yes, that's what I want to do, so I'm going to do it. And obviously then finances come into it. Like, I mean, you know, yeah, because it is, I suppose people often say to me about the stay-at-home thing, like, oh, how do you find, you know, getting money off your husband? But I suppose I am, it's not really, I'm not really because I suppose I still make a little bit of money yeah. from the blog, so the money on clothes. Don't think he'd be overly happy if he saw, oh, well, actually, he has seen how much I spent in Sahara. <laughs> and he wasn't that happy. But, um, so that's a little, I do have a little bit of financial freedom, which yeah. I th- couldn't deal with otherwise. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So you have to measure all those things up. Um yeah, and sure, look, I suppose you have to look at whether, yeah, the big thing is, would you enjoy it? Because if you're not, regardless of whether you can afford it or not, if yeah. you're not going to be happy doing it, like it's very repetitive work. You know, if you like repetitiveness, which maybe not everyone does, I don't generally like it, but I see the bigger picture. But there definitely are points in the day where I'm like, I just, I can't be asked, mommy, for another sippy cup or, you know, it is quite repetitive. But still, look, at in the bigger picture, it is, it's fab. Like, yeah. And it's... Just Alice, you have at home with you at the moment. Like the, the other girls are in like. Well, Lucy's play- at home with me two days a week as well. Okay. She's only in three days in so she, play school for three hours in the day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so most of the time it's two of them. With okay. Me. They're all different ages. Yeah. It's all different kind of phases. Yes. And I suppose two things that every child does is eat and sleep. Yes. So how do you manage? I, this is the kind of the chaos I can kind of see in my head is like, how do you manage? nap time with school yeah, runs and yeah. everything else because with only one mm. I find nap time it, it can be the most stressful yeah. stressful of trying to get them in because our Alice like, she needs her naps like yes, the poor kid yeah, yeah. like I'm, I'm love I think your Alice is on one nap a day is she? Mm, sort of she had two yesterday yeah. we're still in the transition we're very yeah. I can't see how to move her from two to one because she just needs that very first morning nap yeah, like, that has yeah. to happen <gasps> Um, that th- was the hardest thing though definitely so I remember when Alice was born everyone was like oh the fourth one just slots in I was like oh grand she, she'll just slide. she could just sleep whenever she sleeps and oh my god she slept alright during the day whenever she could grab a nap but she literally woke I'd say at least every 45 minutes for the first six months it was at night time at no- t- night time it was torture and at that stage as well our second lady our third lady Lucy wasn't sleeping either so like if she managed to sleep for a two hour nap Alice 
Lucy would wake in the middle of it. Yeah. And like, uh, well, looking back, see, Lucy had a dairy intolerance that we didn't know about until she was about one. And it took us a long time then. It took us about a year to get out of that. So I don't know, did she have little pains in her tummy that was waking her? Yeah. But, oh, Jesus, she was torture. Like, we used to have to sit with her for hours and hours trying to get her to sleep. She might sleep for an hour or two and then you're back in and holding her, rocking her. And it was always me nearly because she's a mammy's girl. But anyway, yeah, so she, then Alice came along and I was kind of, you know, she was napping on school runs, getting bits of naps, like, but it just, they weren't you know they weren't consistent we had no routine and she was breastfed as well so that was a bit all over the place I was just feeding her whenever she cried and wasn't tired but um, yes so then we got six months I 100% got to breaking point I remember my husband coming home and he was like you know as he would every day he'd be like how are you and I'm like I'm fine I'm not fine I'm not fine I was like I can't do it anymore like it was just insane so we did um, Lucy Wolf. then she I kind of had interacted with her online so she kindly offered her services and we I jumped at that now it took us about six weeks and it was a really 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 stressful six weeks you know trying to get the naps right and not make a mess of it because you know it was obviously I wanted it to work you know yeah. but I will tell you one thing when that six weeks finally worked out and we got to the end of it that child let's say has maybe woken I could name I could say count on one hand in the last year how many times she's woken at night it was unbelievable yeah. you just put her in for a nap walk out the door she goes to sleep like it's it was crazy yeah I'm a bit of an advocate of Lucy Wolf I had her in the first series and oh right okay okay um, so we bought the book you know before. yes we had the book as well but I think the only thing I was because people often ask me that as well they're like what's the difference between the book and her yeah. and I said well the book doesn't tell you to keep going because we got the book with our third lady and we tried for a couple of nights but, ah that doesn't work <laughs> do you know whereas when we did it with her she'd be like no no you have to keep going that's yeah. normal you're trying to create and a habit what, of, yeah, yeah. yeah but even now the naps is a juggle like do you know oh. I was talking about that recently I was you know it was fine when she was two naps actually because could do it in the morning yeah. no problem because we were at home we had nothing else to do and then the afternoon always slotted in with the second this one of the school runs so she yeah. did it in the, in the buggy but now it gets hard because there's a school run at 12 and a school run at 2 and like in the winter time you can't leave her sleep outside do you yeah. know so that one is hard like I suppose what I try and tend to do is that I collect Lucy from school and then I'd put her down for a nap around half 12 and then if she's still asleep at 2 I would just have to text a friend and say look do you mind because we live in the village and people are passing yeah it is a juggle though it is hard yeah I never I suppose in my naivety with pregnant I just never thought that the first 18 months and Mm. and on is actually quite dictated it is it is is. look we choose to stick to Alice's routine that that to me is my priority in my day yeah, and it is worth it. it. And it's in worth the greater it. scheme of things, because it is only eighteen months. Do you know what I mean? I always tell myself that. You know, every morning when you're stuck at home, cleaning again, even though it's a waste. You know, like yeah. and only a couple of months. There's not long in it, and yeah. it is worth it for those. Sleep is so valuable. Oh, yeah. And that was always my worry. Mm. It was. I am definitely someone that needs sleep. I need a good night's sleep. I just can't function without it. Yeah. So I suppose that's why we got the Lucy Wolf book in advance, and then. Um, I read the Mummy Cooks book and Ben read the Lucy Wolf book and yeah. then we like did spark notes between us going Mari what do I need to know what do you need to know yeah yeah um, but yeah it's it's worked for us and we've stuck to it and I'm sure there's people out there who just would not be willing to stick to that yeah. routine yeah yeah but I've just waited my sleep higher than Exactly, exactly, exactly. And I, I, I didn't, and now I do. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like, and look, there are still, you know, the odd day I'd say go into for my 
if she was sleeping I meant to sleep at 10 I'd go in for half nine put her into the buggy walk around get her to go to sleep and then I'd go into a quiet coffee shop and I could sit down and have a coffee on my There's own There's not a so chance there are I could do that oh, Well now not anymore when she was smaller oh, okay, and you know when they're fine. in that kind of like they'll sleep anywhere No not anymore but um, you just take your chances like that don't you yeah. or you go for a walk for the morning nap yeah. you know that, that, I do that a lot for Headspace why Alice won't sleep in the buggy now okay, she, like yeah. she's just not she's she was never really a buggy sleeper yeah um, I don't know is it nosiness it, that she'll miss now, out on something I have a cover over mine yeah, oh, it doesn't, yeah that's, nah. I find that great because she does peekaboo thing. oh she does that too but she eventually gets bored so she's, you're going for a walk and it's like the peekaboo yes, up and down with yes, the covers yes, so, yeah 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 um, and I don't know then is she kind of used to just dark spaces yeah yeah, yeah. Scamp. You're the cutest little rogue I think I've ever met. You are. You're so cute. Um, so Alice is at home with you. Yeah. How on earth do you do your DIY? Well, because you know, I can't yeah. even clean the house or do ironing. Well, see, I did a lot of the DIY. I haven't done any quite while now. Well, no, I, yeah, I suppose I did the painting. But um, I did. Uh, it was easier when she was smaller and she wasn't moving. But now she's moving. I think no, she's got like I think from about seventeen once when they get up on their feet and they get interested in things. That that's when from to me it's impossible. I couldn't do it with her now. She's too quick like she yeah, moves too quick They're, you know so I think it's smaller projects now like I painted the tiles alright in the bathroom Yeah, that was a couple of months ago though yeah I did a lot of it at night though Okay, you know when she was asleep because it wasn't obviously in her room didn't make any difference Yeah, uh, or when she was napping yeah, yeah. I did. I'd be like napping boop, 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 boop. and yeah there's still bits that have to be finished my husband's like you're not going to finish that job and I'm like mm-hmm, yeah you yeah. kind of have to be a little ninja don't you yeah, in between basically. those naps yeah, yeah, yeah people think I'm messing when I say I've actually ironing that's been sitting there for probably two or three months. Like oh, I detest know. ironing. I hate it. And I don't prioritise it. No. Oh, game changer. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no it is. No, obviously not for shirts and stuff. You know, like our trousers, but for dresses and it's t-shirts. dresses and, yeah, exactly. Amazing, amazing. Okay. Oh, it is, yeah, Might no, it's really handy. Do that. Yeah. Um, and what's, what that whole process is, is actually delaying the summer clothes going back up to the attic because <laughs> these bits are waiting to go. So I think I might just wait. Yeah, you might as well hold out now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> And your own sense of style, mm-hmm. you, um, you've got, for, I found as becoming a mum, there's certain materials you just have to forego, like wool, I suppose I find, because it just bobbles and yeah. you can't wash it. Oh no, wait, it. no, oh no, a, a clothes shaver. I do have that. Yeah, I yeah. find that really handy. It is good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there are, yes, yeah, yeah. Do you know, there's there are certain like, things. Yeah. And I find some of the stuff as well, you know, if it's like, polyester is there you know those materials where I just sweat because yeah, I feel like I'm running around all the time and the minute any bit of heat comes up I'm like oh my god I'm sweating I'm sweating I'm sweating but then you can't like it would be great to be wearing like fancy materials but you can't they just get wrecked like. that's the thing yeah, and then yeah. it's the whole you know there could be anything on you at any oh, given Jesus, point yeah, yeah. could be like Weedabix um, which actually sends me over the edge I don't know if Weedabix <laughs> is like a, a point in our it house it gets welded onto it's, your clothes though, doesn't well, it onto everything yeah, yeah. it's like it's Switch. on her, on her drip trap and I'm like Ben would you please just wipe it when it happens because yeah. I come back three hours later and I'm like scrubbing it to try and get it off um, but yeah you, you've, you're a very stylish mum now I am I think it takes a while though I find every time I've had a baby I come out the other side and I'm like whose clothes are they, they those are just kind of and it changes. Well, like that, I suppose then if you're breastfeeding, things like that, you know, that all changes things as well. But yeah, no, I think, I suppose now that I know it's all behind me, I feel like I can 
now is your time now to is my time yeah yeah yeah, 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 kind of yeah, right. yeah still dictated by comfort though it has to be dictated you know yeah and being it's all yeah it's all kind of jeggings and leggings now really as opposed to jeans you know because they're just more comfortable and stuff like that, yeah. you know. Um, also dictated by my post-section mum tum. But anyway, you learn to live with these things. But you don't really have a mum tum. Oh, I do after the sections. Yeah, I just really? hide it very well. Um, yeah. And how are you finding like what finding getting your core back? Is it yeah. being harder like after each pregnancy or uh, no? Because it was always kind of around the same separation. It was always about two or three inches, you know, of a separation. And I always knew what to do. Like I, I had researched it because actually I did find. I know I spoke about this before as well. And like it's not something that's never talked about. Do you know? Like say I had never heard the words. I'm going to mispronounce it now by diastasis recti. Um, yeah, I hadn't you know? either. Yeah, and like it's never mentioned in the nurse never said. You know that you'd kind of when you get cleared for you know a six week. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I said, can I go? back running and they're like yeah grand if you feel like you're up to it but nobody ever said mind your tummy do you know because it could be separated yeah, or they kind of say, they, the pelvic floor would yeah, be the one they yeah. test or they kind of yeah, say mind, yeah. your, mind those muscles never your stomach never no. your stomach like never um, and like it's like you know the first thing people might do is go back and do sit-ups and that's yeah. the worst thing you can do but like it's hard yeah I suppose the research is out there a bit more and there's a lot more I find now well maybe it's just social media and stuff that there's a lot more mums who work out online who are giving out that sort of information like there's a woman yeah. in Dublin um, Emma Empowered oh, Emma, Mama yeah. Empowered Mama Emma and Darling. she is really good like Amazing. the information she gives so there's a lot more information like that out there which is great you yeah. know um, but yeah it's a slow process like yeah re- I used actually Anna Sacone She's yeah. that girl from well, Cork sort of originally and then um, she did her because she had a baby I'd say about a week after I had Lucy or Alice yeah so she was in the same stage as me and she had these postpartum videos and I always recommend them to people because the lady she did them with like they were just really gentle yeah. really gentle and you just have to do them for months and months and months and like eventually it can come back or go to a women's health practitioner as well yeah. you know like it's worth I spoke about incontinence before as well like um, I worked with always last year because uh, people always said that to me as well how do you go back running how are you running how are you able to go back running I'm like oh well I did my exercises you know like you mm-hmm. have but you have to be consistent about them do yeah. them both all the time yeah. for months still I still would have to go back and do them um, but yeah so that's yeah looking after yourself after having a baby isn't it yeah because I suppose again there's so much you know during your pregnancy you're taking you know you're if you can if you're in a position to exercise you're doing that and it's there's so much of it that you're taking in that's new to you yeah and I suppose the more babies you have the busier you are yeah you have no choice actually Mm. to prioritise especially like your pelvic floor that's something that yeah The less you work it, the more yeah. trouble you're going to have yeah, to try yeah, and gain yeah. those muscles back. Um, and they can be, like, they can be fixed again, you know, and yeah. generally without surgery. But, yeah, it does take a long time. It's very slow. Yeah. But it's worth looking into, like, and, you know. And it's the same. We put all these things in the long finger, though, don't we? Like, mm-hmm. I went back running, say, a couple of months after she was born, Alice, and I did whatever, and I was like, oh, I feel amazing. And then my knee started giving me trouble, and I was like, oh, darn. And it took me, I'd say, about six months of, like, kind of half limping before I got to the um, physiotherapist. And it wasn't actually even my knees. It was my glutes that were really weak, you know. Um, but I did I did the exercises, and I got back to it, like, you yeah. know. But it's definitely, I always say to other people, I'm like, ring, ring, book your appointment now, yeah. book your appointment. And then I had a friend over recently because like when I was pregnant with Alice as well, my iron and my B12 were really, really low. And really? again, do you know, they're like, oh, we have to check, we have to check, we have to, I got injections. Da, da, da. And then the minute the baby's born, they're like, yeah, off you go now. We don't really don't care what your I iron know. is like. And sure, I don't know where I stand with it. And I was saying recently, like I seem to have trouble getting words. Um, 
like so if I was talking about something and like the word would just be gone I couldn't see it and a good few people messaged me and were like oh check your B12 because you know if you have a bit of a fog that can sometimes be linked to B12 and then a friend was over there and I hadn't seen her for a couple of months and I was like kind of saying in passing I was like oh, I must book those blood tests and she was like the last time I saw you you said you were going to book them and so the minute she left I was like no I'm going to book them and I booked them so they're tomorrow um, it, yeah it's Look, it's something we all do, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it was... We're great to say to other people, Lucy book that it, had book anything, it, book it. Yeah. They'd, you'd be in straight away. And then yourself, yeah. you're like, you know, I'm grand. I'll, I'll just I'll just struggle on. Yeah. We're like, yeah, we are wicked for doing it. Um, definitely. And I suppose it is something mm. to, you know, your your actual well-being and yeah. your health. Yeah, yeah. Um, is running your self-care, is that your... Yeah, definitely. Running or walking, actually. I used to be a walker. Like, I'd be walking, I'd be like, oh my God, this is so slow, I want to run. But actually, I find... Um, it's funny, I, like, I find now if I go for... A, I, well, like, my knees are still giving me a little bit of trouble, so I can't run as much as I can. I, I need to do more work, you know, just getting my body strong. And I should do more of that, but I'm just a bit slow about doing it. So I do try and go for a walk in the evening. But it's funny because um, I do a little bit of work with Avino as well. I'm a, an ambassador with them. And so every couple of months we have these days where we get together. And um, the last one was about sleep. And I thought it was really interesting because um, this lady, Kate Faith Williams, I think her name was, was saying about, um, you know, sleep for adults, like not. And obviously yes. taking kids out of the equation. Like, But I would often find that I was waking like at, say, three o'clock in the morning. I don't know for maybe go to the toilet or whatever and then I go back to bed and I'm like oh, alright okay okay and all the thoughts start coming into my head mm-hmm. and I'm like what do I need to sort out what do I need to process from the day and I could be awake for an hour or two and um, she was saying to just try and get a few minutes in the day to just go and do something to process those thoughts so yeah. now I go for a walk in the evening and I have to say I am sleeping so much better I kind of listen I don't listen to music or else I listen to the same songs over and over yeah. again so I'm not really listening to them there in the background and I just think like I just let all the thoughts come in and out of my head and like I'm not really one of these deep people and I sound like I'm you know like I'm not you know I wouldn't be into I, I don't know anyway but it definitely works for me like I just process those thoughts and I actually it's the weather's been really bad over the last week or so and yeah. I haven't gotten out and I'm starting and to wake again now in the night and I cannot sleep. Do you know, I just have to go through all the thoughts of the day and think, what do I have to do next week? Yeah. But that walk in the evening, even for just 20 minutes and even when I'm bone tired, I still find I can get up and I get loads of energy then when I go out the door. It's amazing. Yeah, and you go out in the dark and the rain yeah. and I'm watching going, oh my God, Emer's out for a walk this evening. I couldn't even <laughs> thought of it. just... But it, it works though. You see, I yeah. see, I know it works That's for me so thing. I know it's worth it. Like I know I need that fresh air. I need to just get out of it. And like, and I, you know, I know you can get, you could do it as well and, you know, at home but there's always some distraction there, isn't always. there? There's always something that needs to be done or they'll wake or they'll shuffle or you won't get the check. time. You yeah. Know, it's, or your husband, you have to speak to your husband. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I do find that 20 minutes, half an hour yeah. really works for me. Like, yeah, definitely. And I suppose we kind of get in our head. I'm def- I definitely do. I kind of think Oh, she has no benefit in just doing 20 minutes. Yeah, but for me though, it's not about losing weight or it's not about getting fit. It is literally about those 20 minutes to process my thoughts and that's what it's about, you know? Yeah. Or maybe it was for what getting my steps in, you know? Yeah. Like, but that's not, I'm not going to lose two kgs in a week doing that. So it's nothing to do with weight or it's just a bit of fresh air really to yeah. get my mind. And get your mind. Yeah. Because yeah. it's yeah. funny you say that because last night um, we had my parents buggy for Alice in our house, which mm. we never have. And I knew I needed to drop it back to their house this morning. Yeah, and yeah. I should have done it. 
last night to put yeah. it in the car. So I went to bed thinking, don't forget the buggy, don't forget the yeah. buggy. I woke up this morning thinking, don't forget the buggy, don't forget the buggy. <laughs> you know, another thing I did actually as well, I painted a square on my wall in the kitchen and it's a blackboard yeah. um, and I put up all the appointments and actually I have, another, I have a good calendar as well from Bold Bunny so you can put in loads yeah. of um, and I find that really good because once I put, I used to be really, like people would be like, oh, keep a to-do list. I'm like, no, I don't have time for that. I'll just keep it all up my head. But then your head would be driven crazy. So I find for appointments and stuff like that, I write everything down yeah. and put in my phone and then I, it's out of my brain I don't have to worry it's I'm, one less thing to worry I'm about I'm totally old school with the diary like my yeah, husband yeah. my husband's like no I, I, he's like you're really great at keeping all your diary all your appointments and everything in your diary but yeah. he's like I haven't an ocean what's happening yeah that's why we have it up on the wall though because then yeah. I'd be like to my husband oh I'm going to go and do this this weekend he's like oh well is do I have anything in the diary I'm like oh I put mine in first <laughs> and my husband's really good at using do you know the Apple calendar he's so good oh, at using yeah, it yeah, 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 I yeah. just don't I, as much as I love my phone I love technology it has to be written down it has to be written yeah. down it's it's like it's pulling it from my mind yeah, on paper yeah 100% agree yeah and then I don't trust phones sometimes you know no. if you set a reminder and then the reminder doesn't come up I miss it and I'm like Ugh. and you can't look back retrospectively yeah so yeah. I can't look back and go oh I was in Cork or I was in Dublin four weeks ago there's on iPhones apparently I didn't realise this until I went looking for something that it just after a duration of time oh, right. It deletes. What oh, does it? So you can't actually look back. Even if you wanted to go, oh, yeah. when last I get my hair done? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you yeah. can't. Well, that's mad, isn't mad. It? So I was like, that's kind of pointless. Yeah, <laughs> I find as well when I've written things in, my seven-year-old looks through the calendar and she will often remind me of things, which is oh, handy. That's yeah. super handy. Yeah, it's like handy. having your own little PA. I know. I <laughs> <laughs> don't have to pay her. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about your older two yeah how do the four of them interact together yeah really well actually I have to say they get on so well and like the it's I suppose it depends on the stages they're at. Like the seven-year-old kind of goes is now tends to go off and do her own thing a little bit more. Yeah. Whereas the five-year-old and the three-year-old are still in that whole imaginative play kind of stage. So the two of them play really well together. And then three-year-old is constantly trying to shake Alice off because <laughs> Alice doesn't play right with them. You know, cramping the um, start. But it, yeah, but it, it was the same. Say it was the seven and the five-year-old when they were this age and they were trying to shake the other one off. So they all go through the same phase, you know. Yeah. And I'm sure, like my five-year-old, when she gets to six or seven. She probably won't be interested. Well, actually, she, she, yeah, she's quite a man. Yeah, anyway, do you know, the, the dynamic will always, it always shifts. Yeah. But they get on really well. Like, the two older girls share a room and, like, um, they rarely fight. Now, unless they're tired, like, yeah. yeah. Um, but they get on really well. And, like, we would try and encourage them to, like, we don't really let them watch a huge pile of TV. There's yeah. no screens, like, no iPads, nothing. Like, not that I want to try and sound like a snob. You know, there's nothing wrong with screens. It's just that something that we don't encouraged yeah. in our house yeah. and uh, they, they play really well like they I would say okay turn off the TV now go off and play and like now it took a while say with my eldest lady I found when she started school she was really like used to the routine used to being handed things to do and she was like oh you know what am I going to do next yeah. what will I play with and I'm like go on now go on find your own thing to play with you know so eventually we got there with so her kind of own independent yeah, yeah 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 thinking yeah. that I mean Jesus they have no end of toys to play with you know, know. but she loves Lego and reading so she, I'd say go off now and build something with the Lego so they do they're, they're good at that and like weekends now we would we wouldn't even see the kids. Do you know, if we're at home doing jobs, they they could be gone. They'll reappear when they're hungry and that's it. They're gone. They're off playing. I don't know what they play, but they're gone playing. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, you're talking about their reappearing for food. 
And so four mm. of them eating and you've had four weaning stages. Yeah. I hate that stage. I hate it. It's the worst. I remember yeah. my first, it was just, you know, you kind of, the first six months you're sort of mollycoddled. You know, this public health nurses are there yeah. and they're checking weight and they're like giving you advice and this and that. And then suddenly you get six months and it's like they say, okay, you're going to have to wean them now. And it's like, a bean, I remember it feeling like a boat being pushed out into this rough sea yeah. where they're like, yeah, off you go now. Um, you could 100% break your baby if you feed them the wrong thing. But, that's it off you go uh, and like the ch- the advice changes all the time yeah like jeez uh, I sound like I've been a mother for 25 years but like you know it's only in the space of 7 years like what well, I can't what was this there was things that you couldn't give like gluten was one and mm-hmm. now it's peanut butter you're meant to avoid it and now you give it and blah. it was yeah. I found that exhausting like um, but again now there's loads of really good people online yeah, that you can follow really like helps. a really like solid start Caroline and like she's a qualified nutritionist you know yeah. so they're worth like I find those sort of people really helpful but I hate weaning Oh I hate God. it. And it does make a huge difference because I st- always tell the story, but my eldest has a really sweet tooth. And like when I started weaning her, it was a, a, like apples and carrots and, you know, fruit that I was giving her. And like, I swear she has such a sweet tooth. Whereas with the second lady, it was like broccoli, um, you know, not the sweet vegetables. Yeah. Like, And she would never look for chocolate or sweets. Really? And same with Lucy. Now I did the same. And... So really, and she doesn't have a sweet tooth. So I'm like, mm, is it the same? Is it because yeah. I weaned? Well, you have to test on. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a big enough pool, but yeah, no, yeah. it is. It's a, it is. Yeah, I hate think, that stage. Of all the phases that you've had now, from zero to seven, mm-hmm. what phase? Oh, I'm actually going to say it's seven. It's really? hardest, is not it? from her, but it's the it's. And I have said this recently as well. Like you know the. Um, Naps and weaning and all that is easy to figure out. They either, they've got an allergy, they don't have an allergy. They can't sleep, you can fix how they sleep, you know. But it's like emotions are much harder to fix. And not fix, but work through. You know, like, say if they have an issue with a friend at school, like they come home there. Like, I find that emotionally is much harder as a mother, you know, because you're like, oh God, love them. And, you know, your heart really breaks them if they're like, oh, you know, she was whispering about me in the yard. And then I'm like, oh, what do I do? Do I say to the teacher? Do I do anything? Do I try and build her up to be more resilient? Or do I go in guns blazing? Do you know that sort of way? Like, that's a really difficult, that's much harder to figure out what's the right thing to do. Naps, you can change routine or, you know, you can do all these sort of things. Definitely, emotions are much more tricky yeah. and slower to work through do you know and yeah. definitely harder to figure out and you're like oh am I doing the right thing am I not doing th-? yeah that's definitely. funny because um, you know when you, you become a mum and, and you're you know you're being a mum day to day and it wasn't until a friend of mine was like Pam you're actually like a mum like Alice is going to look to you for advice and I was like oh my god it was the, yeah. kind of the first time I went aside from keeping the child alive yes yeah their actual like that emotional mm. welfare mm. That I was like, I'm going to be responsible for, you know, nurturing and growing yeah, that. That's, yeah. And that, that really becomes apparent from about, once they start school, really. Yeah. Yeah, like that, yeah, and it is tricky. Yeah, because you really don't want to make any mistakes. No. Uh, yeah, I suppose you just go with your gut again, don't you? And yeah. Hope that it works out, but it definitely, it's like the little bits and pieces that go on at school. Oh, and you, they're so out of your control, yeah. really, do you know? Yeah. And yeah. as part of it, I suppose, they have to experience. So, yes, you know, you yes, have to yes, let them yes. have it. And you have to try and build resilience. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard. And yeah. then how much is too much? Yeah. You know, yeah. at what point do you go, do you know what, enough is enough here. And I know. And I don't know what that point is. Yeah. It's very hard. Oh, it I can yeah. only, I can only imagine. Um, and like, you just love and adore them. Like, you, if, you know, the thought of anyone saying anything yeah. or doing anything. Yeah. yeah. 
it's but you're looking at all of but we've all go, come across it you know completely yeah yeah. so I yeah. suppose we just have to try and work on our own experience and what we learned from it but yeah that does again that's now when the 20 minutes come into play really I find when you have to mull over those things because you know a nap you can kind of go and google it and you yeah. can say okay this is where we're going wrong we can fix this whereas the emotions you have to go out and process yourself and be like what's the best advice I can give here yeah. and you do need that because otherwise that's when I'd wake up there's one in the lady I've come across in my in, like my short time as mum and she's actually a primary school teacher her name is Fiona Foreman and she has a weaving well-being um, curriculum that she actually right. does in primary schools. Yeah. I had her on, I'm going to say oh, series one. Yeah. Um, and it was so interesting about like creating resilience and how yeah, to create resilience yeah, 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 and yeah, all yeah, down yeah. to your language and the mm, use of language. Yeah. And it was just a whole world of, you know, content that I just didn't Imagine, yeah, yeah, no, she's excellent because she's got the experience of a classroom. Yes, 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 um, yeah, yeah. She's probably seen a lot. Seen yeah. a lot. Yeah. She's about God, twenty five, thirty years teaching experience. Yeah. Um, and she was just, it was just so informative. But weaving yeah. well being, and she has a website. But I, I know her. We the well being curriculum is going into primary schools. Okay, to yeah, help them. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's funny. We worked with Barnardo's last year. Alice, when she was a baby, they have this um, roots of empathy program. So it's about um. And I think it was one of the first kind of about wellness and empathy and sympathy and emotions that they were yeah. talking about in schools because um, what the purpose of it kind of was you go in with the baby and you try and explain you know because she can't speak but like she can still show me when she's tired and then we'd take it next step and it'd be like how do you show when you're tired and how do you acknowledge when your friend is tired you know so it's talking about emotions and that yeah. sort of stuff it's so important yeah yeah. and you're right it's all about how we speak like I find I would be kind of you know oh you'd be grand you'd be grand you'd be grand and, but then you have to be very careful about how you when, you know because you want them to be able to come to you with a problem and if you're kind of be like oh yeah yeah yeah, it's a weird one your language and the words you say and the tone you use are yeah. all so important like, and then yeah. every child is different like yeah. you know that more than I would but I can see this with some yeah. you know something that would upset one yes yeah, would yeah. Be back for the yeah. other yeah. Um, and then how I suppose you parent them or you kind of advise them yeah you have to, it's not you can't go with your own yeah. how, I, how would I deal with it you have to look at them yeah. how should they yeah. Am I like ultra factual in my approach to things generally? Um, like, I don't try and let emotion, you know, mm. get into play, but like, I can see Alice and I can see she's very like her dad and she's yeah. very soft. Yeah. And I was like, she's going to be, she's not like yeah. me. Yeah. And so I see the difference as well. My se- my eldest lady is like my husband and her and his mother. They're deep. Yeah. Do you know, and they think in like, whereas my second lady is more like me. She's like tough. Um, yeah, it's funny that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's a whole lot ahead of us. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> and then before we know it, there's gonna be boyfriends in college and all stuff. <laughs> so funny, actually, when you mentioned boyfriends, we were coming out. Um, one time we were coming out from the cinema. Or sorry, the swimming pool. And um, one oh, there's my five year old who'd be real social animal. She, there's a little fella in her swimming class, and she's always chanting. And I was like, oh, I said now you have to, you know concentrating your swimming and the eldest you know, oh is he your boyfriend and I said I said joking I was like oh you know daddy has a shotgun in the in the attic and she, they were like ha 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 next thing anyway we see the guards up ahead you know they were pulling checking whatever and you know you're kind of thinking in your head going Jesus I hope she doesn't say daddy has a shotgun in the attic <laughs> Oh yeah, boys, I'm sure that'll be an interesting stage, all right. And you'll afford them. I know, I know. (laughs) Hormones and boys will have like I always say to my husband, what's it gonna be like when we have like an eighteen, fourteen and a twelve year old? It's gonna be delightful. (laughs) 
you're going to have a lot of like youth club nights and yeah uh, oh, so rowing club I think that's what it is in Formoy it's the big is that hit the, yeah okay. it's the place <laughs> so yummy Emer, it is that time in my episode <laughs> oh god I hate this time um, where I have to ask you three questions okay what would you tell your pregnant self Oh, I suppose it depends on which pregnant self. I definitely would tell my first one to stop eating. Because <laughs> really? I, yeah, I did. I put on quite a bit, not quite a bit of weight, but I put on a weight when I was pregnant and it's so hard to lose it afterwards. Yeah. So definitely afterwards, I was a bit more measured in my approach to, I'm not eating for two. I'm eating for one and a tiny, tiny little bit. Yeah, oh, definitely. Like, yeah, just to, mm, my, like, yeah, to be, yeah, not to try and put, because it definitely is a pain in the arse to lose it afterwards. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's uh, because you, again, you kind of think, oh yeah, you know, I can knock that off. But now you've a child yeah, to also look after yeah, and you're not yeah, forging yeah. on and the time yeah. isn't and there. And it really is well when you're tired it's very difficult to make healthy food choices. I yes. find that. Like I, um, a friend of mine from Sligo, I was working with him kind of just to help me kind of get my self and my diet back on track and I remember he was like oh well, what are your triggers um, it was Daniel Davy, and I remember he was I was like tiredness and yeah, he was like, I was like I literally couldn't give a crap what goes into my mouth when yeah. I'm tired I just need to survive um, yeah so like yeah and it's hitting up the sugar like there's no oh, two ways about it yeah like yeah because yeah. you need a burst of energy yeah and then I you're the jellies oh. Oh. <laughs> they just be looking at you in the press I never realised how much chocolate, of uh, that was mine. I don't drink coffee oh Jesus I, I wish I did but actually like the, the smell of coffee is just one of those smells that yeah, yeah. I can't cope with at all and um I really wish I could because I like it's there's a useful one, alright. Yeah, I'm always <laughs> just watching people going, "Oh, look at them enjoying that that burst of energy." <laughs> and what one product could you not live without? I'd say buggy or so. I suppose we do a lot of walking. So, and I do actually find I would say the snooze. You know the snooze shade I was mentioning that yeah. earlier. That black thing that you put over a buggy. I find that really useful. That's definitely one of my more useful products. Um, because I'd say we have it six or seven years now. It's been used so many times. It's a snooze shade. Um, I don't really know what else. Sometimes actually, uh, like um. Yeah, no, I can't think. <laughs> snooze. Yeah, but snooze shade, if if I thought that would help Alice sleep mm. so I could bring her into town or go for a walk. Yeah, it is really handy. Yeah. We have the upper baby and it does have like a sun shade, but like... Oh, yeah, it's no, they don't go down far enough. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, so that might be something we need to look into to see what that is. It is handy, her. yeah. And what has been your magic moment? Yeah, actually, I, I think actually probably my magic moment was definitely the point where I knew that I wanted to stay at home. Really? Yeah, definitely. And I know it was the minute I went back to work after having the second lady, I was like, no, this is not for me. And it was, I went back to work in November and I started my blog in January. And it was just that, I think that was definitely my light bulb moment because it was just such a turning point. Yeah. You know, like I... Oh, yeah. Um, now, not that I ever thought it was going to be a job. It was just an outlet, you know, that yeah. sort of way. But I thought, I remember thinking, right, no, sorry, I don't want to have to look for another job. I want to stay at home and I want I want to have this creative outlet. So I yeah. think the two things within about two months of them coming together were definitely, that was my light bulb and biggest turning point. Like, Because it's a huge yeah. decision. Yeah, it is. You it know, is it's it is, not yeah. something you can take lightly and it's, 
I suppose for you, you know, it's accepting in yourself. Actually, I'm totally okay with yeah, yeah. my new role in in my yeah, life, and yeah, yeah. and even still, like you know, even when you decide, like I remember the first, oh, I'd say the first year at least. You know, people be like, "What do you do?" And I'd be like, oh, yeah. "Well," and I remember listening on the radio as well the other day. It was the same. This woman was like, "Oh, well, I'm a stay at home mom, but like I did do an engineering and I did a PhD, and like you know, then just, we had no support, and I had to stay at home. And now I'm like." Why, uh, why do I have to justify find yeah. myself I don't have to just, just I'm a stay at home mom and then sometimes I'm like oh I do some weird stuff online <laughs> and now I realise that sounds dodgy so I'm like no I'm at home I'm mom yeah and so you have to earn own it but it did take me a while to get there even though I obviously loved what I was doing but you know when people ask I've kind of felt I don't know just that was the way I felt that I had to respond but not I anymore know. I think that's just women in general yeah yeah. I think yeah. we always feel like we have to justify our, yeah, our roles yeah. and but I remember it was I was listening on the radio and your mum was like oh she was like but you just you don't have to justify what you're saying at home she said if I asked you and you said you were accountant you wouldn't say oh, I'm accountant because I went to college and did it and she was like yeah I, I yeah. thought that was actually a very good point yeah, yeah. it's um, or if you go back part time yeah. you know or yeah. I, I work four days a week and it's yeah you know you do end up saying someone says to you oh you working full time, and I yeah, like kind of feel like, oh, yeah. it's four days full time. It feels full time. It's <laughs> full time. Um, yeah, I just think it must be just in our makeup of just yeah, being. Yeah, but then it's also probably I also feel as well for a while I was like, oh god, are people going to be like, you went to college, you did all that, you did a PhD, and now you're just at home. Like, but and now I realise that's the wrong. It's not just at home, do you know. Yeah. I'm like I've seen both sides of the coin, and like, oh my god, being at home is ten times busier in my mind, but different busy. Like obviously, yeah. like, but yeah, no, it's I don't know why we have to justify, but we should stop. It's 2020 yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, um, it's actually something I was actually talking to Ben about last night was the the expanding of the role of a woman in you know in society in general. Mm. Just that to be everything to everyone, you know. Yeah. Work like you don't have a family. Have a family like you don't work. Yeah. And and then feminism as well. Like, do you know, a lot of people, I think it's changing and it has changed. You know, feminism, you kind of felt like, well, we've worked this hard. We've worked lots. You know, women have worked so long to get us the equal right for working. Mm-hmm. But really, is feminism not just about, like, having choice to do yeah. whatever we and want? do what you want. Do you know, it's about having the choice to do whatever you want. You yeah. know? Will you yeah, Alice, you're stop, so right. Stop, stop. <laughs> Emer, yeah, um, thank you so much for coming in to me today. And no Alice, I'm so happy to have met you. <laughs> Hopefully, she's not too nice. Oh, in the she's background. an absolute dote. She's a rogue. She's, she's, yeah, yeah. if there was a rogue, she's oh, definitely yeah. a rogue. Yeah. yeah. I've really enjoyed chatting to you, yeah, Alice. No, I'm lovely. so happy to meet you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of For All Mumkind. If you enjoyed it, please rate, review, or subscribe. If you would like to send me a message, please email forallmumkind at gmail.com or find me on Instagram. And see you on the next episode of the podcast. <laughs>